Football Show, powered by EG Sports. EG Sports is the top supplier in the UK for all your American football needs, helping players and coaches reach their potential since 2007. Check them out at epsports.co.uk. Another week of football in the bag. Uh, did everyone have a very Merry Christmas? I did. Yeah. It's Merry. thank you. Quiet one with the yeah. family. Yeah. How was uh, a near tier for Christmas, Joe? Yeah, well, we were we were fortunate to get the one day, so it was just like a couple family members over and a bit of a piss up. Let's just put it that way. To be a yeah, anyone get a bit of time to sit down and watch the football until I got shouted at to turn it off because no one else wanted to watch it. Yeah, I confidently tried to sit down and start from the basketball at like three, and then I got kicked off quite. To be honest, I was left feeling pretty rough. I had a, a late night the night before because I decided to leave a good chunk of my rap until last minute and then had a few family members rock up Christmas Eve um, and, like, let's just say half a bottle of rum later, I decided to, <laughs> to go off at half past midnight and attempt to wrap some presents, which is... Um, yeah, it was quite quite a sight. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, there's been a, a pretty good week of football, a lot of... A lot of shakeups in the league, um, some pretty important losses for some teams. Um, the most, the, the people that have clinched uh, anything, the Chiefs have clinched that number one overall seed in the AFC, so they're in a very fortunate position. Uh, and the Steelers and Seattle have both also clinched their division with wins over their respective opponents. Um, biggest news this week uh, is probably the untimely release of first round pick Dwayne Haskins from the Washington football team who beat Johnny Money Manziel uh, who, who lasted two years in the league. Dwayne Haskins has lasted a year and a half in the league and he gets released and I mean I, I don't see there may be a team who picks him up but he's shown pretty poor character in the past few weeks. He had it coming didn't he? Just too many chances, too many tries. There was the there was the thing at the end of last year wasn't it when the game had finished and all the players were on the they, the Washington or something like that. The team was taking a knee and Haskins was in the crowd taking photos with fans. And it, that was sort of like an indicator. Everyone was like, it's okay, he's young, but he hasn't learned from anything. And it's just sort of things that just got worse and worse and is deserved, really, is, is the way I see it. Yeah, I think you didn't need to be a clairvoyant to see this coming. It was a perfect storm. So looking back... The coaching staff at the time didn't want to draft him anyway. It was actually the owner that wanted to draft him because he was a local kid. He was a high school star in Washington. They, and so that's why they drafted him. Then they get a new coach in who didn't like him anyway. And then you've got the strip club incident. You've got the missed practice with a mystery illness and everything else. Because when you look at his stats, he's not that bad compared to other quarterbacks. But it's the leadership and character thing that has done for him. Um, yeah, but I'm, I'm, I know most Washington fans are somewhat relieved that they've taken a pretty definite move, which, as we've seen recently, the cutting of a quarterback early on, such ally Josh Rosen, has resulted in fairly good promises. Um, other, maybe the polar opposite of a, a bad player, one of the best on the field at the moment, JJ Watt, released a pretty um, iconic video, Craig. Uh, do you want to describe to our listeners what it, it was about, really? Yeah, so um, to be honest, I thought fair play to the guy. I thought he said some stuff that needed to be said, um, not just for the Texans, but in case of the whole league, which was in a nutshell to summarise. He basically said, look, like we get paid a lot of money to play this game. Um, and 
people and you know they're not living up to the expectations that they should be there's a lot of a lot of fans that support the team through thick and thin wherever your team is um that they show up every week they support them they put a lot of time and energy into supporting the club they spend a lot of money into buying jerseys and tickets and coming to watch them but yet there's a you know from what it sounds like from what JJ was saying there's some guys on that roster that just aren't pulling their weight and putting the effort in that they they should be in that they need to be putting in and we called them out and basically said to them look like you guys need you guys need to put the work in or get out. You know what I mean. You're in a privileged position, and you should you should be fighting and and working as hard as you can to sort of do right by the guys who support them and the, the, the fans that support them. I've never been a huge JJ Watt fan off the field because I've always found him a bit managed and everything seems a bit fake and staged. It's like, oh look at this, I'm doing this spontaneously, but with a camera crew. But that speech seemed to me to be from the heart. It looked really genuine and you could see the guy was passionate about there was obviously there's obviously people on that team not pulling their weight and he really did call them out. I mean, outside of JJ Watt, the only person who's been as loyal to the team has probably been Larry Fitzgerald in recent history. Yeah, it'll be interesting to see what JJ does. Uh, you know, is he going to stay in Houston? I mean, it, it's going out and saying a statement, I've yeah, got a lot of sort of like, you've got to praise him for what he's done there. But it'll be interesting to see now, is he saying, you know, you, you play for these people, the team, there's been people were saying, oh, he should go off somewhere else. But it'll be quite interesting to see exactly what he does do in the off-season. Do I don't think, do think JJ Watt stays. I think I personally think he's going to leave the Texans. I hope he goes. I think he's he's quite loyal to the team, and I know he's a he's a big hero in Texas, in Houston, and and in Texas. Um, I don't think I don't know. I I hope he goes for the sake of his career, but whether whether he wants to go is another question. I think what's going to be really important is their coaching search. So if they get a big name coach and the coach gets on with JJ Watt and convinces him, I think he'll stay. But I, I think he's going to go. I talked about this Christmas week. Like he's, he's, he's coming into, I think it's the final year of his contract or near the final year of his contract. And it's not, it's not at a point where it's, it's ridiculous and it's unpayable for another team to pick it up. Um, I think I think he's one of these players who deserves to have a shock. He is at the back end of his career now at a at a team which would be a, a more competitive sort of landing spot for him. He's absolutely still good enough. Like you, you got to think he's been the the cornerstone of that defense for the past mm-hmm. however many years. You put him on a team that's got a, a reasonable player or a reasonable defensive line with him. He should be able to, along with the right coaching, that is, he should really be able to maybe kind of um, hit a second peak. I think the Texans are such a young team, as in in their existence. I can't think of a more iconic player as a Texan. He's probably the most famous Texan player, is he not? It was that receiver. Um... Oh, um, Johnson. Andre. Andre Johnson. Yeah, he, that's the only one I can think of, really. Yeah. Um, other bit of news. Uh, Russell Okung, uh, tackled for the Chargers? Panthers. Panthers, got traded from the Chargers. Uh, is the first player to be paid in half his salary in Bitcoin. There yeah. Is. That's an interesting one. Uh, Does he put his reasons as to why, or is it just to be the first? 
don't know. Apparently, according to Ian Rappaport, he's just a big advocate for Bitcoin. He apparently put out a, a, um, like a press release back in May, tweeted out and everything else that he wants. He was a big backer of Bitcoin and wanted to be paid in Bitcoin. So they've agreed to pay him half of his £13 million contract in Bitcoin. Tell me cynical, <laughs> but do you not think that he's probably getting paid by the Bitcoin company to say that he's getting half his salary in Bitcoin because he's going to get more money off them? It just sounds a bit of a stunt to me. He's, he's definitely got shares at least, at definitely. very least. When you mentioned Ian Rappaport, then I remembered back to the Dwayne Haskins thing when it got announced. He was live on Pat McAfee. I, I, I sent you lads the link, but if you've not seen it, it's really funny. He's speaking with Pat, and then you, you see him like check his phone. His eyes go really wide, and then Pat McAfee's like, "He knows something," and then he just, <laughs> and he just signs off, and then like two seconds later, it's announced on Twitter. <laughs> um, final bit of um, news that we picked out uh, is Titans kicker Stephen Goskowski has gone to the COVID list, so could be pretty big because the the Titans are currently playing uh, for play of uh, their position in the playoffs. Um, we've got a listener question. Obviously, we do put out a post on each Thursdays, Wednesdays, uh, asking four questions to talk about. So please do get involved if you do want us to talk about them. Uh, we've got Tim's friend, Simon, friend of the show, uh, asked the question. Might be leading to a, a particular answer here, Simon. I think we've caught you out. Who do you think has done the best coaching job? And who and do you have a surprise name on a hot seat? Tim, do you want to lead us off with this one? Well, unfortunately, I agree with him, and I hate doing that, but it's, it's, it's Flores. Got to be Flores for that. Um, the hot seat, I know I'd like to be on the hot seat. I'd like John Gruden to be on the hot seat, but that's not going to happen. So I've not really got a surprise hot seat one just yet. How about you, Joe? Yeah, no, Flores, absolutely. There, there's, for me, there's no, there's no doubt about it. You look at the teams that are around the playoffs, the Dolphins, like... Okay, you may have had them down as maybe like an eight and eight team, maybe like a nine and seven potentially going to sneak in. But you know they got double digit wins. I don't think many people saw that coming, and just the unity of the team and and how they're playing and how they're playing for each other and the way that they're treating their quarterbacks, which I think is positive, is just for me just sort of shows that he's he's just very uh, I think he's very mature about how he goes about his coaching and it's just paid off really really well. Hot seat. Uh, that's a, I wasn't really prepared for that one. I, 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 it would be Gruden if it wasn't for the massive contract. It really would be. But yeah, it's, I sort of heard a stat like from week 13 onwards in his career, I think Gruden's like 8 and 24, something mm. like that. He's just him falling off at the end of the season is quite a Gruden characteristic. And I think that's going to be a bit of a thing that people are going to notice even more going forward now. How about you, Craig? Um, I agree with Flores. He's he's took a team that's obviously had quite a rough season last season. He's got a, a team that's really young and has got a lot of a lot of fresh, like sort of new players coming in. And I think he's he's done a great job with them in terms of just getting them to sort of band together and and not just put together a competitive team, but you know, to to potentially a playoff team. Um, he's invented a new position as well. He's invented the closer. He's brought the closer into American football. Just keep your quarter, best quarterback until the fourth quarter and bring him in at the end of the game off. <laughs> Make that no look pass from Fitz. Like I, I know it must have been rough for you, Tim, but it was that was a special pass considering the circumstances. 
Um, for the hot seat, well, I mean, other than the obvious ones, if I was going to try and pick one that was a little bit more less obvious, I'd say maybe Zach Taylor for the Bengals. Um, the past couple of weeks might save them because they've done, you know, they've played fairly well for the past couple of weeks. But up until that point, you could maybe argue the case that his, his seat was getting pretty warm. Yeah, I was, I was going to bring up Zach Taylor. He's, he's not been terrible, but... You you want you don't want to just have another average head coach. You, you I, I'm in the perspective that if they haven't proved themselves in two three years, you've given them Joe Burrow, and yeah, he, they they looked good with Joe Burrow, but they weren't blowing blowing uh, heads off. And then they but then they suddenly pull out a win against the Steelers. So th- there are these kind of odd games where they're either really close, um, like they, they beat the Titans early on in the season, didn't they? Uh, I think or the Colts or something. So. It's it's interesting, but I think yeah, they, they might want to pull the trigger and just see if they have because there's some big, I think two offensive head coaching prospects that are coming out of the league is uh Chargers offensive coordinator coordinator Eric Bieniemy I think he's called. Obviously, it's not only Chargers, the Chiefs. Mm-hmm. Uh, so obviously that's going to be a, a big name for people. And then there's also the 49ers. I can't remember what uh, his the offensive coordinator there is, but he's getting a lot of looks. So. Um, I, I, I could see the that Zach Taylor does get released in favour of someone who is maybe a, a more profit, uh, someone you want to pair with Joe Burrow. Anyway, so moving on from to last week's, uh, a bit of a bad week for myself. I'm not too pleased about it. Tim, do you want to give us a rundown of the predictions? Last week, it wasn't that bad because we all were very, very close. Um, Adam, you had 12. And the rest of us, me, Craig and Joe, all had 14 points. Uh, and again, it was there was a lot of unpredictable results. Uh, but I managed to get my bowl prediction. Uh, but I've got to say it was a backdoor bowl prediction because I said more rushing touchdowns by quarterbacks than running backs in the Miami Raiders game. I was assuming that Derek Carr wasn't playing. And ironically, Derek Carr was the one who got the one rushing touchdown, which got me the three points there. Um, Joe and Craig did really well Ken. they both got the charges exactly right by three points uh, Craig got his Ravens by 14 bit of insider trade in there and Joe got the Steelers by four Adam you also got the Ravens by 14 so something dodgy going on there I think um, so leaderboard now uh, Adam took a little step back 179 then you got Craig 186 Joe, 192, and I'm on 194. So obviously still got the playoffs to go, so everything to change, everything to play for. It was bloody close, tell you that. Yeah, it's, it's it's getting there. I'm looking forward to this. This week's probably going to be the hardest because we, yeah. we know there's two teams. Well, the Chiefs have confirmed that they're resting Mahomes and probably other starters. Um, Big Ben's being rested uh, for the Steelers. And I believe those are the only confirmed. We're not playing them to keep them rested. Uh, there are a couple of injuries bouncing about and COVID takings off as well. Uh, but yeah, this is probably going to be the hardest week to predict, in my opinion, just because it's there's teams that are winning in. There are, there are teams that have just looked really awful in the past few weeks. So I, I think this could be our lowest score or almost varied scoring week. I just want to reiterate as well to anyone listening that these predictions, we do them for fun. 
It's just between the four of us, and we do them. We record, last week we recorded on a Tuesday, tonight we recorded on a Tuesday, normally we record on a Thursday. So we don't have injuries right up to the last second, and we don't claim to be geniuses. This is just for fun. If you don't agree with what we pick, that's fine. Tell us what you'd pick. It's all just yeah. a bit of fun. Just chill out. Don't be so serious. <laughs> There's been a lot of uh, a lot of anger. Messages. <laughs> yeah, some some people are getting a bit aggressive about some of our picks. Um, yeah, like I like I explained to them at the time. Um, it is just a bit of fun. Um, it is just our own opinion at the end of the day, and we're just like any other fan watching the game. Um, they obviously they'll have their reasons why, and. Um, yeah, to that one chap in particular who claimed he was the dog's bollocks and watches every game and gets every game right. Well, the one game that you decided to point out and speak about that was going to definitely be a one-sided game was the Titans over the Packers. And, well, I think that couldn't have gone any more the other way. So maybe he should just pipe down a little bit and just um, focus on his own picks for now. Moving on, let's go to your first game, Joe. You've got the one and 15 Jags going to the Colts. Yeah, so Jags at Colts. So the Jaguars, congratulations. They secured the number one seed last week. Uh, sorry, number one draft pick, <laughs> not seed. Definitely not a number one seed. Uh, by losing to Chicago and with the Jets beating the Browns, which, to be honest, two weeks ago was looking very unlikely uh, that the Jags were going to get it. But, you know, the Jets have become a good team. Well, better team. Uh, the Colts, they managed to slip out of the playoffs by crumbling uh, to the Steelers late on in the game. They were 24-7 up uh, with three minutes to go in the third quarter and ended up losing 28-24. So, yeah, the Colts, that was a bit a bit difficult. F- for them now to make the playoffs, they need to win and hope either one of the Ravens, Browns, Dolphins or Titans tie or lose. So it's not... You know, one out of four teams to to lose and them to win, it's it's not in their hands, but there is a chance. It's not a, a long shot. There is a genuine chance that they can make that. So, and it is a shame for the Colts because for me they've been they have been a playoff team this year, but the AFC has just been so competitive. You know, every one of those teams could win their game, and a team with seven seeds as well with 11 and five record might not make the playoffs, which is just mental. It's just one of those where you just got to look around and go, you know what? It just wasn't to be this year and move on to the next. Phil Rivers, I think it's just, I think Phil Rivers has been a good quarterback to be honest this year. There was a lot of talk about whether he was going to show up. He is an old man. He has got a lot of children, you know, all those jokes, but he has been above of what people were expected of him. Uh, he was decent last week against the Steelers. Just couldn't manage to get anything going. Another player, we mentioned him a few times. Uh, remember Adam mentioned him as well on Sunday when we were talking on our WhatsApp group, Jonathan Taylor. You know, he's become a very good running back. It's, see, the joke is it coincides when he got Corona that he's become good, but he's developed really, really quickly. And it's good to see the Colts, you know, they've got a decent offensive line and they've looked like they've got a good running back there. So even if they don't make the playoffs this year, they have got a bit of a future. Obviously, what happens in the quarterback room is something that they're going to have a look at, but they're not thinking about that right now. They're thinking about how they can win against the Jags. To be honest, let's be, you know, the, the Jags haven't really been up for a fight for the last two months. The Colts are going to be really up for this. So it's only going to go one way for me. Uh, I've got the Colts winning this game. Uh, they're going to do them in the air. They're going to do them on the ground. 
and they're going to win by 10. Yeah, can't add anything else to that. Colts by 14. Uh, I've gone Colts by 10. I think the... I don't know. I think the Jags could have a go at them. They've got that number one pick now, so it's not like they need to tank in anyway. Not that they would anyway, but I guess they're just they're playing for pride now. They've got nothing to lose, so they might just go balls to the wall and, and go at them, especially after watching the way they, they lost last week. Yeah, I've got the Colts by 14. Uh, Phil Rivers has still got the weirdest throwing action I've ever seen, but he's still doing it. Anyone else think it's the like Rivers? It's just it's just odd seeing him in a Colts uniform. Like every time I see him in a Colts uniform, it just doesn't just doesn't look right. Yeah, because I've been watching him playing for the Chargers twice a year, every year against the Raiders. So I'm just used to him in the Chargers uniform. And I, every time it's on red zone, I automatically when I see him, I think it's a Chargers game, and I was like, <laughs> "What? Hey, what? Oh, I'm confused." Um, I've just had some breaking news. Christopher Johnson, the general, uh, the owner of uh, the Jets, has announced that Adam Gase will not be returning next year. Ooh, so the expected thing has just happened. <laughs> That's just gutting, isn't it? Imagine telling the head coach that the, like, before the game. You're not coming back, by the way. But he did such a great job at tanking. <laughs> yeah, but he didn't though. He messed that up. <laughs> Couldn't even get that right. <laughs> Yeah, so there we go. There's there's one person off the carousel, apparently. Um, on to the next game. Craig, staying in the AFC South, we've got the Titans at the Texans. Yeah, so um, just like last season, this year the Titans season sort of hangs in the balance for the, the final week of, of the season. Um, and it's going down to the wire. The Titans, are the, to some extent, I wouldn't say playing for their lives, but... A, playing for how it, the setup looks going forward. Um, you wouldn't have thought it last week, not that it looked like it last week after quite an embarrassing loss to the Packers. But the the good news for Titans fans, I guess, though, is that the destiny is still their own. The the you know it's still in their own hands. Um the the currently sat in ten and five and all that standing between them and the first division title since two thousand eight back when Kerry Collins was the starting quarterback. Um, is uh, quite a, a struggling Texans team with nothing really to play for now but pride. Um, so there's a few of the games that could sort of impact the, the Titans sort of seeding going forward. You've got the Dolphins game, the Ravens game and, and the Colts game. And even if one of them goes the other way, the Titans are at least going to sort of get in with a decent seeding. I guess the scary part for Titans fans, though, is um, for the results to sort of the worst case scenario for them is for the Dolphins to be, beat the Bills, um, for the, the Ravens to beat the Bengals and for um, the Colts to beat the Jags, which are not, it's not exactly improbable. Um, but at the same time, um, some of them games, especially the, you know, the Dolphins one, it's not, I wouldn't, I wouldn't argue was, was likely. Um, the Jags, the, like I said, just, just before they've already clinched that number one pick. So they don't really have an incentive to lose and could, could be dangerous, I guess. Um, it's, you know, it's worth mentioning that their only win of the season, they come against the Colts all the way back in week one. The Ravens, well, they're not likely to lose against the Bengals, in my opinion. Um, I can't really see that happen. But it, anyway, it all shouldn't matter because the Titans shouldn't really lose against uh, a Texans team that's struggling, especially when the, the division's on the line for the Titans. The 
the four and eleven Texans, they've not, like I said, they've not really got much to play for. They don't even have a draft position to play for at the moment. And it's been reported that there's a, a possibility that Deshaun Watson might not play this week, apparently. Um, I don't know how much stock to put in that, but I guess that won't really sit well with the Colts. Um, it will be two years in a row now that if he doesn't play, that Watson will have been kept out of the last game of the season against the Titans. Uh, last year, it was because the Texans' playoff season was already set in stone and he didn't want to risk him, whereas this year it would be likely to protect them for the new regime that's going to come in for next season. If we're being honest, the unfortunate truth for Texans fans is that even with Watson playing and having a pretty good season, the Texans haven't won a lot of games this year. But sitting them on the bench would be a welcome sight for Titans fans. Um, there's no doubt um, that Watson and his, his gang of receivers that he's got there are talented enough to put up quite a lot of points, especially against this pretty poor Titans defense that we've seen for the past like month or so. The Titans needed overtime and a fair bit of luck to, to pull out a win uh, 42 to 36 earlier in the season. Um, all that being said, yeah, I've got Titans by 14. I think there's a, there's a lot on the line for them. I think the Texans are struggling, and you know, it's that sort of that time of the year that the, the Titans and I guess Henry are going to really get rolling. Yeah, precisely that. Like last. Last year, they hit their, their stride at the end of the season with Derek Henry just having big, powerful games. I think that's, they've, they've realised that's their best approach going to the playoffs. So I see them kind of really hitting hard on the run game and getting Derek fired up. So I've got the Titans by 12. Yeah, Henry against that uh, that rush defence of the Texans is not going to be nice uh, viewing at all. Well, it depends what fan you are. But I've got Titans to win by seven. Yeah, I don't think it's going to be much of a contest. Titans by 10. Okay. Um, just because I didn't mention it before, we are skipping a couple of the games up that don't really have any playoff implications. Um, so my next game, I've got the game that has been very frustratingly flexed to Sunday night football. Uh, the late game, we have got Washington going to Philadelphia to play the Eagles. Uh, Washington team could have locked in the playoffs by beating the Panthers last week, but they didn't. Uh, and obviously have shed Dwayne Haskins from that loss, leaving Washington fans desperately hoping Alex Smith is playing for this game because he, he needs to, really. Um, the Washington defence is still good. Um, it's pretty spicy, but th that Dwayne Haskins, that first half was just terrible. 154 yards and two interceptions, just nothing going. Uh, Taylor Heineke came in, and when your third-string quarterbacks look, making your offence look more productive than you've your starting quarterback, quarterback at the beginning of the season just shows you that he's not anything special. Uh, the Washington team still control their future, though, uh, and they need to beat the Eagles just to uh, go into the playoffs for the first time in five years. Uh, Eagles, on the other hand, suffered quite an embarrassing defeat to the Cowboys. My girlfriend actually told me when we were 14-3 up, why was I unhappy? And Tasha, that is why. Uh, the Eagles injuries were in pretty plain sight early on in this. Um, Michael Jaquette III, who we have had off the practice squad, uh, gave up 187 yards and two touchdowns to Michael Gallup uh, before getting benched. And that is the second worst performance of the season, I'm happy to say. Um, Jalen Hurts looked all right. Um, it's his second loss in third games. Uh, I didn't really expect much. 
Uh, but nice 81 yard long bomb to Deshaun Jackson did put me in a, a bit of a better mood. And now I think Deshaun Jackson moves into first place over Jerry Rice for like 60 yard touchdowns, I think it was. So well done, DJX. Uh, Andy Dalton had a lot of time to throw against us. Um, Fletcher Cox went out with a stinger um, quite early on in the game and that proved to be a pretty big downfall because from that we, we had already had like three injuries on the D-line so we couldn't get any pressure on him. He had all day to throw to those cornerbacks. Um, Darius Slay played really well uh, and in on in but no one else could really hold their own. Uh, but the Eagles could wind up with a top five pick now because the Bengals and the Panthers decided to win. So very happy to hear that. Um, this game really could go either way because it is the NFC East and it would be really NFC East-like for the Eagles just to blow Washington out of the water at this point. Um, that being said, if Alex Smith does play, which I think they are hopeful for, um, they're going to have Antonio Gibson. Uh, Scary Terry could be... If if he with a calf injury, but I don't see him missing it because it's an important game for the Washington team, uh, and it's really it's so funny because if we win, it comes down to who the who wins between the Giants and the Cowboys. So we we do basically make up kind of with a gatekeeper there to see if Washington wants to win. And I know you're always like we want to play and win, but I'd much rather Washington win to the playoffs than either the Giants or the Cowboys. Um, so I have got Washington winning this one. Uh, field goal, at one second left, three points. Oh, it's a it's an interesting game. You know, you say it's annoying that it's gone to the the Sunday night, but it is like the perfect finale because, as you say, that Cowboys Eagles, sorry, Cowboys Giants game is is first, and that team's gonna be sitting there watching like the rest of the NFL. It's gonna be great. I have got Washington to do this though. Hopefully, Alex Smith is there and. Uh, that prediction will stick. So I've got Washington by seven. Uh, I'm going to go the other way. I'm going to take a punt on the Eagles. Um, I mean, I don't know. After everything you've just told me, it's making me regret that decision. But, I mean, I don't know. It's like you said, he's been he's been quite fun to watch. He's adds like an interesting factor to that game. Um, oh, our right tackle had six false starts as well. <laughs> six. Six. God, it was painful. <laughs> that old line is pretty bad, isn't it? Thirteenth combination of the year. <laughs> oh, you know what? No, I'm not going Eagles. I think that I don't think your old line's going to hold up against that D line. I'm going Washington by three instead of Eagles by three. Like Craig, I've changed my mind twice since I was since Adam was speaking. Um, Looking at it, I think they're optimistic that Alex Smith will play. So I've gone Washington football team by three. But yeah, but the Eagles could win this one by 28 and I wouldn't be surprised. Tim, you, you know what? No, no. You know what? Before we go forward, no. I'm, gonna, I'm going Eagles. Fuck it. Go on. I'll lone wolf it. I'm going Eagles. Eagles by three? Yeah, Eagles by three. Tim, you've got one of the most exciting games on this week's bill. You've got Buffalo Bills uh, facing Miami. Yep, huge game. So, uh, last night, the Bills beat the Pats 38-9. With that win, the Bills uh, secured their first sweep of the Pats since 1999 after clinching the AFC East last week. So, everything's rosy in the Buffalo Garden. Uh, Stefan Diggs, he was unstoppable. He had nine catches, 145 yards, and three touchdowns. Josh Allen had 320 yards through the air and four touchdowns. 
Buffalo's defense held the Pats to 201 yards total offense. Um, Josh Allen was actually replaced by his backup early in the fourth quarter. Uh, and on a personal note, I'd like to thank Josh Allen for winning me my fantasy league last night. I needed 30 points. He got 32. Um, I was quickly doing maths because I decided not to look at the score while I was watching the game. So I won. Thanks, Josh Allen. Now, on to the Dolphins. Uh, apparently, they won. I didn't see the game myself, but they beat the Raiders 26-25. Um, so the Dolphins need some Fitzmagic to win this. Uh, they had a 99%, sorry, the Raiders had a 99% probability of winning this game at one point. Tua wasn't very good. He was actually benched after going 17-22 for 94 yards. That's a 4.3-yard average per attempt. Uh, in comparison, his running back averaged 6.2 yards per average. Uh, the Raiders' inept coaching decided to play for a field goal to go up with two points to run out the clock and left 19 seconds on the clock thinking that would be enough. They could have scored a touchdown and gone up, but they didn't. Fitzpatrick completed a 34-yard no-look pass. He was basically having his head ripped off his shoulders by one of our defensive ends, and he managed to complete the pass because the coverage was blown and the tight end was wide open. So tack on 15 more yards to that. Dolphins got uh, the field goal and won the game. So they're in the position, actually, to make the playoffs, and they've also got possibly a top-five draft pick because of the trade with the Texans. So the Bills have clinched and hold the, come to playoffs and hold the number two seed. Uh, Dolphins are currently the five seed, but they need to win. They've got an 85% chance of making the playoffs. So I think it'll be a tight game. Dolphins need to win, but they aren't a better team than the Bills. Uh, Tua was bad against the Raiders, so they are starting Tua apparently, but I think they might bring Pitts in again. So the Bills need to win. This, this With the AFC, it's such a mess at the moment because the Bills don't know who they're going to play. So they actually need the win. So I think the Bills will play for a win and they will play the starters until late into the game. So I've got the Bills by three. Yeah, I'm, I'm banking on that. The Bills are going to be playing to win myself. So I've gone Bills by seven. Yeah, I, 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 Bills are the better team. And I think they're going to play to win Bills by six. Yeah, I think Bills are looking pretty unstoppable right now. And yeah, if they have their starters going, I've gotten to win by seven. Okay, Joe, following on from this cracker of a game, we've got Miles Garrett versus whatever his name is, backup quarterback for the Steelers. Mason uh, Rudolph. <laughs> yeah, so th- this is a massive game. Uh, of course, it's Rudolph versus Garrett too. Uh, like you said, my money's on, uh, on Miles Garrett, definitely. But yeah, so it's a big game. Implications really for the Browns only. Uh, The Steelers, they confirm their title as AFC North champs uh, with their win against the Colts. That win was important for many reasons. I mean, mentally, obviously, it's massive. They went on a three-game losing streak and they needed this win. They went and got it and they went and did it in good fashion as well. But it also means that they can rest players for this game. You know, the, the Chiefs have got the number one seed they've got that by so the Steelers this this rest will be quite quite useful for them unless we confirmed Mason Rudolph is starting a quarterback so I don't know about their their chances Ben had one of his better performances in this game uh, he made a lot of good throws including a good old throw down to Deontay Johnson who made for me one of the catches of the season so far nice diving touchdown bought in really well and yeah, that was massive for the uh, for the Steelers and their momentum sort of 
went from there. Um, the Browns. Oh, the Browns, the Browns, the Browns. So everyone was thinking, you know, the Cleveland Browns, they've, you know, they've got 10 wins this year. Their, their sort of luck has taken a corner. Uh, no, they went and lost to the Jets last week, which isn't a good thing for a team to do. So unfortunately for them, the coronavirus did sort of wipe out their wide receiver core, which yes, people listening, that was something we didn't know before we did our predictions because a lot of people were getting onto us about that as well. The Browns uh, were also missing a couple of important players in their offensive line. So where they've been running the ball and then you've got Jarvis Landry to throw to as long as, as well as others, it's difficult when you haven't got all those components there. Baker Mayfield, we have been we were praising him the last couple of weeks about how well he's done, but he fumbled uh, fourth and inches with the game on the line, which is never really good when you, in those moments when you're trying to gain into the, get into the playoffs, you want your quarterback to sort of keep his head and unfortunately Baker didn't. I mean, fair play to him. He did take the responsibility uh, post-match. His actual quote was, plain and simple, I have to hold on to the damn ball. So, you know, he knows that he sort of messed up there, but, you know, he's, he's a confident bloke. He's going to take that on his shoulders. He's happy to do that. I don't think that will give too much press on, pressure on him. He knows that he's got to turn up in this game against the Steelers to try and bring the Browns into their first playoff since 2002. You know, they're currently sitting in there. What they've got to do is win against the Steelers, who aren't going to have all their starters there. So they can't slip up on this game. Otherwise, that could be it. All they've got to do is win Cleveland Browns. So therefore, I have got the Browns to win this and I've got them to win by just three points. Uh, I'm also going Browns by three. Um, you know, obviously, it's quite a big rivalry here. So, you know, of rivals. Um yeah, I could see it being a, a pretty close game going down to the wire like the Browns have a few times this season in big games. Uh, yeah, Browns by three. I'm completing hat-trick. I'm going Browns by three as well. I don't think Mason Rudolph's going to do that much against the Browns. I've got them winning by ten. Um, on a side note, whilst you were talking, Giles, looking at our pre-season predictions for the AFC North, if the Steelers lose to the Bengals and the Ravens and the Browns win, I've called a perfect I called a perfect division outside of the Bengals tie. No. Which I'm pretty pleased with. That's mental. Fair play. Um, but yeah, that, that's, a, that's a game to put on your calendars, though, so definitely watch that. Uh, next game we've got is my game, uh, NFC South. We've got the Saints at the Panthers. Uh, so Saints come off the Alvin Kamara amazing Christmas miracle. Uh, six touchdown runs. I don't know if any of you managed to watch it, but it was an absolute bonkers game. Uh, it just kept going in. Uh, last time that was done, it was in 1929. Uh, the Christmas miracle ended a lot of fantasy hopes, including our very own Craig Roberts, uh, who I believe did. Did you lose to George? Uh, I did, yeah. Unfortunately, he had Kamara, um, which, to be honest, it was pretty close. Um, I, yeah, I think you let me down. I think it was Coup let me down a little bit as well. Um, I swapped Big Ben out for Ryan, Matt Ryan, which didn't really help. Uh, but yeah, I, I think it was still, it would have been a close, winnable game. But yeah, no, Kamara, um, Kamara definitely sort of was the, the nail in the coffin for me. So congratulations, George. Yeah, George won the Tufts Fantasy League this year, unbeaten. Unbeaten, well done. 
Um, so the Saints currently hold the, the number two seed in the NFC. Uh, but the Seahawks do stand poised to take that with a win over the 49ers if the Saints lose. Um, so I don't see the Saints resting any starters here. Um, later in the game, potentially, if, if they've got it in the bag, but who knows. Um, despite the win last week, uh, the Breeze had a pretty woeful game. Uh, through to 311 yards, but no touchdowns and two interceptions. No 100-yard receivers. Obviously, Michael Thomas is on IR. Uh, Emmanuel Sanders looks good this game. Um, a bit of uh, flashes from his, his speedy old past, but uh, can he can he keep that up? Because he does have a bit of an injury uh, tag. Uh, Panthers they come off that win against uh, that good Washington defense, but it wasn't a particularly interesting game because of the, the Washington offense. Um, they're playing for pride at this point. Um, they're they're not going to do anything in the playoffs. Um, they start they started off pretty hot last game, but they they slowed down in the second half. Uh, so this game obviously means a lot more to the Saints. They want that win uh, so they can confirm that number two seed and the most most likely most like home games. Um, so yeah, uh, I have the Saints taking it by seven. Uh, can, I, I don't know, can I just say that I was the, the lone wolf Panthers pick last week and that came in for me. Hey. <laughs> Um, yeah, I'm going to go Saints by 10. Um, the Saints are looking pretty good at the moment. I think even though the San Panthers did pull out the win last week, the Saints still have, have something to play for. Um, and it was a pretty, I don't know, I found that last Saints game a pretty difficult watch, to be honest. I haven't seen such a one-sided game in a while. Um, yeah, Saints by 10. Yeah, I got Saints by 7. Yeah, I think the Saints are getting super hot just at the right time. I've got the Saints to win by 12. Craig, next game, another unbelievable game with playoff implications. at Bears. Yeah, two big NFC North rivals are going to be battling it out. And um, you got 12 and 3 Packers, 8 and 7 Bears, and there's plenty on the line for both teams. Um, Green Bay already clinched the NFC North title, but they can still earn the, the number one seed for the NFC with a win. Um, or if a Seattle lose. For the Bears, their playoff hopes, it's it's pretty simple, winning you're in. Um, so Matt Nagy and Co are really um they could reach the postseason if if Arizona lose to the Rams this week still. Um and uh, yeah, Adams Adam wouldn't be so crazy, I guess. Um while Rogers he's he's played in four NFC title games in his career, he's never had one at home, so there could be a first for him. That could change. Um, if they, they managed to lock up the home field advantage. Green Bay, they'd also, lay, uh, like I said, they'd end it with a loss. Um, if San Francisco uh, beat Seattle, which, to be honest, isn't likely, I don't think. Um, but it could happen. Who guess? Crazy things have happened this season. Uh, while the Packers would lose the tiebreaker with the Seahawks, Green Bay would win one with just... New Orleans, Rogers. He's he's now taken over as the NFL MVP favorite. Um, from all the the betting odds and stuff I've seen, uh, and it would be his third time winning it. Rogers, he, he put in quite a quality performance last week uh, in the snow in Lambeau, which is which is quite fun to watch. I do love a snow game, in um in a forty to fourteen slapping of the Tennessee Titans with four touchdown passes and on and just four incompletions. He. He's currently leading the league with 44 touchdown passes, which is one shy of his career high. And he's currently on a rating of a, just shy of 120. Um, Devontae Adams, he, he caught for three of those touchdowns and he, he could be in line for the NFL um, Offensive Player of the Year. 
Uh, Adams, he's he's also on a league best 17 touchdown catches, which is just one shy of the franchise record. And I think there's more than five different NFL teams' entire combined touchdown totals for the season, uh, which is pretty impressive for for one receiver, I must say. Chicago, well, um, what can I say? There'll be a playoff team with a victory, either the number six or seven seed, which means a trip to a division champion next weekend. The only way that the Bears miss out on the playoffs is if they lose and, and Arizona beat the Rams, which could be an exciting watch, to be honest, because both games kick off at the same time on Sunday. So that could be a good good red zone watch between the two teams. Chicago, well, they're, they're pretty hot at the moment. They won its third game in a row on Sunday, defeating the Jags 41-17. Trubisky still looks like he's getting better. He kept up his recent sort of form that he's, he's been on by throwing for 265 yards and, and two touchdowns, although he, he did have a pick and probably could have had a couple more if it wasn't for drops by the defence. Montgomery, well, he's, he's also been playing well. He's been turning it up lately. He rushed for 95 yards and a touchdown. The Bears, they've scored 30-plus points in, in four straight games now, which is the first time since the 60s. Uh, so I think this should be should be quite a fun game to watch, to be honest, from with both teams having something to fight for. And um, like I said, you've got that long-time rivalry between the two. It's two teams that do tend to try and, and turn up against each other. Um, I've got Packers by seven. God, I'm, I have the Packers by 10, but I really think the Bears could take this. They've Their offence is, is... Mitchell Trubisky's leading a decent offence. I think they've scored over 30 points in like the past three or four games. Yeah, yeah, yeah I just said that. Yeah, um, 34 games, I think it is now. And that's, yeah, like, man, I, and I think the Packers haven't played a Bears deep, like a, a good Bears defense for a while. The Bears want it. Oh, Tim, you speak because I need to think. <laughs> it was ever since I'm, I said that I put Mitch as my bold prediction, he sort of just turned into this whole other player. So I, I, I don't know. I'm going to take a little bit of credit for that, maybe. I've got the Packers by six, but I'm with Adam. The, that's why I've only got it by six, because the Bears are getting good at the right time. Uh, and that, that D is legit. So all they need is a half-decent game from Trubisky. But I'm sticking with it. Packers by six. Bears by seven. They're going to do it. They're <laughs> an exciting team now. Mitch is playing well. As Tim said, defence is legit. I think I think they need it more than the Packers, and I think it's going to come down to that. Don't get me wrong, the Packers and Aaron Rodgers are Obviously, as we saw at the weekend, something else right now. But the Bears are going to want it and they're going to really be out looking for it. So I've got Bears by seven. Yeah. Um, I'm, I, I said the Bears are going to the playoffs at the beginning of the season. Not going to take my, my foot off the pedal. I've got the Bears taking it. Aaron Rodgers is going to lead a drive. He's another drive. Onside kick. Bears recover. Bears by two. It's only right, Adam. It's only right that you pick oh, the Bears. Oh, come on, man. Right. Ooh, I got excited over that. Uh, Tim, your next game, you've got a bit of an AFC West shoot down. Yep, charges at Chiefs. So last week, the Chiefs just managed to beat the Falcons, uh, 17-14. Uh, they captured the number one seed in the AFC. Uh, they did make hard work of it, though. The Falcons kick uh, young Wei Ku. He missed a 39-yarder to take the game into overtime. Uh, Travis Kelsey actually broke single-season record for receiving yards by a tight end in this game. He had 1,426 yards for the season. And the Chiefs actually only led this game in the fourth quarter. So 
it was a squeaky one there for the Chiefs. Uh, on the other hand, the Broncos and Chargers. Chargers won 1916 in a meaningless AFC West game. Uh, actually gave the Chargers three straight wins. Both teams were already out of the playoffs. Uh, Herbert became the fourth rookie quarterback ever to throw for over 4,000 yards in his rookie season. And he also only needs four completions to beat Carson Wentz's rookie record for completions. So Chiefs are highly likely to rest all their starters, including Mahomes. Andy Reid said on Monday, he didn't confirm who he wasn't playing, but more than likely he will. Uh, so that gives this game a whole different perspective. Uh, like I said, Chiefs got the number one seed already. Chad Henney's probably going to start. And I think that for that reason and that reason alone, the Chargers win by four. Yeah, didn't uh, Justin Herbert break the rookie touchdown record, broke Baker Mayfield's? Possibly. Yeah, he did. He, he, broke, he broke Baker Mayfield's rookie touchdown record. So, uh, well done. He's, he's a great pickup now, looking back at that retrospectively. Um, but yeah, the, the Chiefs are resting people, so I've got the Chargers by three. Well, they're resting, but I don't know. I, I just think the Chiefs are. There's just going to be something to do for me when it comes down to this. I know they've the, the players aren't there, but the coaching. I can still see Andy Reid and Co doing some bits. I just trust the Chiefs a little bit more uh, than the Chargers, so I've got the Chiefs still to win by six. Yeah, I think even if they bench some starters, I think some starters are still going to play some snaps. Um, maybe a quarter or so, which, you know, you can't rule out that they're going to put some points up. Plus, I don't know, like Joe said, if it goes to coaching, like we've seen what the Chargers coaching's been like this season and how it's let them down time and again. Um, yeah, I'm going to go Chiefs by three. I think this game will be interesting because you'll see a lot of the mistakes or uh, deficiencies that Patrick Mahomes makes up for the team um craig next game you've got uh, your ravens going to cincinnati yeah so the ravens going into week 17 with um control of their own playoff destiny which after a couple of weeks ago i was a little bit nervous about but i guess the odds were in our favor and it looks like it's it's starting to come in um our fate's our own now but the the bengals who who were coming up against um did love nothing more than to to hurt our chances of making it to the postseason, I guess. Uh, the Bengals, they're having a, a nice finish to the season, um, a season that I think a lot of Bengals fans would wish to forget. Um, but like I said, they've won their last two games and they've looked pretty impressive the last two weeks. Um, they scored an upset, 27-17, to 17, uh, over the Pittsburgh Steelers in, in week 15, which I don't think a lot of people seen coming. And then they, they took down the Texans last week, 37-31. to 31. The offense, it's it's suddenly just started clicking for the Bengals after uh, you know after struggling for a little bit. They got 371 passing yards and two touchdowns with no interceptions on 29 of 37 completions for Brandon Allen in that Texans game. Bengals ground attack that also went off, racking up 169 rushing yards and two touchdowns on 33 carries. Like Baltimore, the the, the Bengals rushing attack has has been on a roll recently. Um, They've rushed for at least 152 yards in the in the last couple of games. Allen hasn't been too shabby either. He's he's thrown for three touchdowns and no interceptions in his his last two appearances for the Bengals. So Bengals are definitely looking like a, a different team at the moment. The Ravens will, I think, they'll look like they're peaking at the right time, and now they're just a win over the Bengals away from making it to the playoffs. 
they, they've continued their late season win streak for playoff survival, extending into four games now with a 27 to 13 home win over the Giants last week. The Ravens jumped out to a 17 0 early lead in the second quarter and were never really threatened for the rest of the game. Uh, which has sort of helped them now get their, their fate in their own hands in terms of the AFC playoffs. Uh, a win at the Bengals will guarantee a, a playoff postseason appearance for the for the third year on the bounce. Baltimore's offense, it's looking quite strong right now. Its backfield is in full strength. Des Bryant has really stepped up and he's proven to be quite a, a valuable signing. Um, he's caught a touchdown now in his last two games and he looks like he could be a good um, compliment for, for Hollywood Brown who's also looked like he's starting to be a bit more consistent of late and most importantly I think Lamar's looking like he's finally hitting the stride after a pretty frustrating season watching him where he's been quite hit and miss against the Giants well Lamar Jackson he completed 17 uh, 26 passes for 183 yards and two touchdowns with no ins while he rushed for 80 yards on 13 carries. Probably disrespectful to the Bengals after they've performed the past couple of weeks, but I've got the Ravens by 21. Yeah, I don't see the Ravens letting their foot off the gas at all. I've used that metaphor twice now, but it stands true. Uh, Ravens by 14. Yeah, Ravens are absolutely flying at the moment. Ravens to win by 24. Yeah, I've got, I was impressed with Des Bryant the other night, so I've got the Ravens by 12. Wouldn't surprise me if I mean I've got this as quite a lopsided win by the Ravens, but the way the Bengals have been playing, it really wouldn't surprise me if this ended up being quite a competitive game. Yeah, absolutely. Um, talk about competitive games, Joe. Next up, you've got Cowboys at Giants. Yes, so big game here in the NFC East. So this is effectively almost like the semi-final, really. Uh, so the winner of this. Uh, will potentially go to the playoffs uh, depending on how the Eagles get on. So you've got the Cowboys at the Giants. Uh, the Cowboys, they knocked one of their rivals out of the playoff race last week and they're going to hope to do the same again here. As Adam mentioned earlier, Cowboys won 37-17 against the Eagles. There was a game in which the Eagles took an early lead and then the Cowboys sort of got going and they didn't really stop. So the Cowboys, what we've sort of talked about them all year about having this great offense. So losing Dak Prescott earlier earlier on in the season wasn't ideal. But Andy Dalton has slowly, slowly got used to this offense and has been looking more competent week by week. He went 22 for 30, 377 yards and three touchdowns with one interception. I know it's against the Eagles defense that hasn't been performing as it should. Uh, I mean, a lot of injuries and, and all that. I'm sure Adam would love to go in depth about that. But yeah, it's just not been what they were hoping. Yeah, you had Zeke going for only his second 100-yard game last week. You had Amari Cooper and Michael Gallup going over 120 yards as well, uh, receiving the ball. So they're looking good. And CD Lamb got two touchdowns as well. So there's just a lot of stuff going on there. When you come over to the the Giants, the Giants, you know, they were they were bowled over really by the Ravens on Sunday. They got Daniel Jones back, which is great. It gives the offense a bit more of a kick, gives their quarterback their quarterback's more threatening than it was with Colt McCoy. And they threw the ball a lot more this week, which was good. Uh, quite odd, Daniel Jones didn't really rush as much as usual, but it's just because they came up against the Raven, different game plan, just didn't seem to go too well for them. Uh, they've now lost their last three games. 
And that's the complete opposite to the Cowboys who have won their last three games. So the momentum is going in sort of one direction there. The Giants as well, they really struggled to stop the Ravens running game. Uh, that is a bit of an issue. I mean, you're coming up against Zeke, who hasn't had a great season. Seems to be regressing a little bit. But Zeke, as I said, did have a 100-yard game last week. So there is a possibility that something may be able to happen there as well. For me, it's, it's a weird one because both these teams are going to be supporting the Eagles. Uh, whoever wins is going to be supporting the Eagles, which is a really weird thing because the Eagles aren't even going to be supporting themselves, most likely. So... I am going to go with the informed team and who I believe to be the better team, which is a shame because three weeks ago, everyone was raving about how the Giants were going to make the playoffs. But unfortunately, they've seemed to have gone off a cliff. I've got the Cowboys to win by seven. And you can track that decline from Daniel Jones getting injured. The minute he got injured, they lost three games. Danny Jones comes back. That that defence is good. It has struggled but I think the Cowboys are a team that you can you can have maybe a one-sided defense or offense against them and still have a chance. I think their defense is the defense is currently better than ours. They, they can be really good. And I think if you can pressure Andy Dolan at all, which they can, their defensive line's been shown up a little bit. If you can pressure him and the Cowboys offensive line's also got its injury troubles, you can beat them. James Bradbury's a really good cornerback. He can stick on Amari Cooper. I, I think. I think the Giants want this game a bit more. I think the Cowboys have had their last two games pretty easy and the Giants are going to stop this. Ultimately, it won't matter because Washington wins, but I think the Giants squeak it by two. Uh, I've gone Cowboys by 14. I think the Cowboys offence at the moment is looking pretty good. It's looking a lot better than it did earlier on in the season. Um, I think the defence is looking a little bit better. And the Giants have sort of been, even when they were playing well, struggling to put points on the board, whereas the Cowboys haven't been. Um, yeah, so I think, I mean, I've got Eagles to win as well, so that would put the Cowboys in the playoffs. Um, it'd be a bit ironic, the Eagles, to sort of help the Cowboys make it to the to the playoffs. But yeah. yeah. <laughs> I can't believe that everything we've talked about this whole season about the Cowboys and they're on the brink of winning the bloody division uh, I've got the Cowboys by three. Yeah, but Washington should win anyway. Um, Tim, you've got the Seahawks going to San Francisco. I have. Last week, the Seahawks beat the Rams uh, 20 to nine. So they then clinched the NFC West on the back of good defense, which they've been missing for a while in the few of their games and a bit of vintage Russell Wilson. Um, Seattle actually probably expected a little more from the Rams after the Rams were coming off their loss to the Jets. Uh, but Seattle r- rattled Goff all afternoon. Um, Goff actually broke his thumb, so he's going to be missing the next game. Uh, Wilson mostly got away from Aaron Donald, which is no mean feat. Uh, the 49ers, they actually surprised a lot of people and they beat the Cardinals 20-12. to 12. Uh, the 49ers are decimated by injuries this season, uh, so they turned spoilers to beat the Cardinals. Third string quarterback CJ Beathard, he threw for three touchdowns. And as far as I'm concerned, underrated running back Jeff Wilson, he gained made the most of his opportunity. He rushed for 183 yards. So Seattle have already won the NFC West. Uh, they've got a third seed at the moment. They could actually get the number one seed if they beat the 49ers 
Green Bay lose to Chicago and New Orleans lose. So they've got everything to play for. So I've got the Seahawks by six. Yeah, um, it, it was vintage Russell Wilson. Uh, I've got these Seahawks to win this pretty comfortably by 10. I've gone Seahawks as well. I've gone Seahawks by five. Did you say Seahawks can still get number one seed? Yep. I yeah, they can. Realize yeah. That. That's it, crazy. It's an outside opposite. Yeah, there's a lot of things that got to go yeah. their way, but they can do it. Do you need yeah. a? I think they need a Saints and a Packers loss. Yeah. To take the one seed. Bears to win, and they need the Panthers to win, which isn't terribly unreasonable. No, not at all. Uh, yeah, I've got Saint. Uh, sorry, Saints. Seahawks to win as well by three. Okay, and to take the opposites of the games you have just reviewed there, Tim, I've got the Cardinals going to the Rams. Uh, Cardinals have proven they they can't win the games they need to. Um, it must be very frustrating to be a fan of them because the games you need to put in the bag, they, they really struggle in, even if they do win some of them. Um, Kyler Murray couldn't throw for a touchdown against the 49ers, well, as Tim said, CJ Bethard threw four, three touchdowns. Um, Jeff Wilson was the main star, as he said. Uh, I won't go over all that again. Um, but the Cardinals now need to beat the Rams, and that's how they get into the playoffs. They are a win and in. Um, so the playoffs are starting early for both these teams, as they are for a lot of other teams. Um, Rams come off a tough, tough loss, and I've put here classic Russell Wilson, but yeah, vintage. And if you watch the game, you know exactly what we're talking about. Uh, game was 6-6 going into the half, uh, and... Russell Wilson does that when he wants to win. He, he slips, he scrambles, he he uses his... You notice the games that he just wins, he just throws. The games where only Russell Wilson's carrying the team, he runs a lot. Um, but yeah, one touchdown in the air, one on the grounds. That scramble was really good by him. Uh, Jared Goff looked like he normally does in a game that when he needs to be the the person carrying the team and that he, he doesn't. Uh, threw for 234 yards and an interception. Um, both defences played really hard. Um, but the, the the lack of red zone efficiency for the Rams really was not good. Um, they went 0-2 on fourth downs. That was a really key uh, stop there on the goal line. They got down to, I think, another half half a yard to the end zone and they stopped them. Um, so clearly the Seahawks wanted that more. Um, as I mentioned before, it's a winning in for both teams. If one of them loses, they're out of the playoffs. Um, so it very much depends on if the Cardinals offense can find their, their flow again. Um, if, if they can keep DeAndre Hopkins quiet as he, he, he was last week, they're going to struggle to win um, because that the defence w- won't stop McVay's schemes like Pete Carroll can. Pete Carroll's a defense, a very defensively talented head coach. Um, so I, I'm basing this purely on the fact that I'd like to see Larry Fitzgerald have another shot at, at getting a ring. Um, so I've, if the Cardinals can hit a, hit a good offensive stride now and they can kind of command the flow of the game uh, they'll be dangerous in the playoffs um, but the defence really needs to step up I've got the Cardinals taking it by four um, I've, I mentioned all this before knowing Jared Goff was out I realised and um, so obviously that's another really big impact there um, that they're not going to have he's a bit of a system quarterback you can think about um, so it's whether their, their backup quarterback can uh, fit into that uh, kind of system I guess which shouldn't be too hard Sean is a talented guy just talk that he might sign Blake Bortles mm-hmm. to play. Yeah. That'd be brilliant. But uh, yeah, I think Goff, it's from surgery, innit? So do you reckon if he if they do make the playoffs, he could be back for the playoffs? Wow, medicine nowadays. 
Uh, yeah, but yeah, I mean, for all those reasons you've just said, I think both te- it's, a, it's a weird game because both teams have been blown hot and cold. Um, but I think the Cardinals just have a little bit more magic to them, and the Rams missing Goff, I think, could maybe hurt them a little bit, even though that offense has been pretty shit recently. Um, so yeah, I've gone. What well, I've gone, I've gone Cardinals for three. Yeah, I've gone Cardinals by two. Uh, they've said they're definitely starting John Woolard or Wolford, I think his name is, and they've signed Blake Bortles as the backup. But yeah, it doesn't really matter. Cardinals by two. I trust the Rams' defense the most out of all the out of all the teams in there, and I think McVay's scheme. I just I just trust McVay, so I'm going to go Rams even without Goff, who I don't think has been playing too well. Last few weeks, I've got Rams to win by six. Ooh, oh, yes, close game. Um, let's go over the other games we missed out for playoff implications. Uh, we've got the Vikings at Lions. Obviously, the Lions got um, blown out a couple of weeks back. Um, I've got Vikings by 14. Yeah, Vikings by five. Vikings by seven. Vikings by eight. Then we've got the Falcons who held the Chiefs to a very close game going against Tom Brady. Uh, the Bucks, I don't think, are playing for any change in seeding. I think they're just playing for a better record at this point. Um, correct me if I'm wrong, but Bucks by 14. Bucks by 14. Yeah, Bucks seem pretty pretty hot at the moment, so I've gone Bucks by 10. Are they benching anyone? Just to, like, would you, are they likely to bench Brady? Arians confirmed he's not benching anyone. Okay, because if they were yeah. benching Brady, I'd go the other way. Um, no, I'll go Bucks by 10 then. I'll go Bucks by 10 as well. Okay. Uh, <laughs> bit, of a, bit of a sad one for Joe. We've got Jets at the Patriots and the Jets have a very reasonable chance of winning this game. Um, it, I, I don't know. I'd say the Pats had it in the bag because it's Bill Belichick who likes to just screw over rookie old young quarterbacks. But recently, my, my belief is flailed so I'm gonna actually take the my first Jets pick Jets by five. Interestingly I was reading today that Bill Belichick's refusing to who to say who's playing quarterback for this game. Uh, hopefully it's Cam Newton's last game if he does go on the pitch at all. Uh, I've got I've you know I'm gonna stick the faith in it's Pats by four but yeah hopefully this is the last we see of him. I've gone, gone yeah. Jets by four. Sorry Tim I'm going to go in uh, Cam Newton's farewell game, Pats by six. Oh, that'll be, it'll just be a fun game to watch, I think. And uh, finally, Tim, we've got your Raiders heading to mile high against the Broncos. Again, no playoff implications here. Uh, I think the Broncos have looked pretty good recently. Uh, I think you had a good game last week that probably should make me pick the Raiders, but uh, I'm going to take the Broncos by four. I think there's going to be a lot of bad coaching in this game. Uh, no one cares. Raiders by three. Oh, I'm going to go Broncos. I just think it's going to be a, a bit of a lose out for the end for the Raiders. Unfortunately, I've got Broncos by three. Um, I've gone Raiders by three. Um, not just because I'm wearing my Raiders hoodie right now, but I don't know. I think I have just a little bit more. I think I've seen more out of the Raiders this season than I have on the, the Broncos, um, who have been pretty like meh, I think. So, yeah, um, Raiders. Okay, there we go. That's our predictions for the final week of the regular season. 
Um, again, please let us know what you think we're wrong at. Um, try and be a bit nicer about it this time now. <laughs> um, let's go to our bold predictions. Tim, do you want to lead us off this time round? Yep, I'm going for one I've used before, and hopefully Henry Ruggs will have more than 100 yards receiving. Hopefully he'll get more bloody rece- uh, receptions than Jason Witten. <laughs> I'm on the myth legend. How about you, Joe? Uh, I've gone for a high-scoring Bears-Packers game. I've got Bears-Packers to have more than 65 points. Okay, big defences in that game, though. Craig? Uh, I've gone Ravens to have over 200 rushing yards. Yeah, look, uh, Lamar had some wheels on last week. He got about 89 yards, didn't he? He um, got 80 yards rushing last week. So I had Hertz to rush more. Yeah. Didn't mean Hertz let me down by like, I think it was like 19, 18 yards. So it wasn't far off, to be fair. Let me off by 19, 18 points, mate. Don't worry. Um, and I've got there in the Bills Dolphins game to be uh, three rushing touchdowns minimum by the quarterbacks. Um, so, moving away from predictions, let's head over to our. Um, you can find you can find all these predictions on our social medias. Uh, Joe, how can they find us? Yep. So our Twitter and Instagram is at tafs underscore uk, and our Facebook is that American Football Show. And you can also have a look at our website, which is Tim. Thatamericanfootballshow.com. Um, no lockdown lids pick of the week but do make sure you just head over um, some of the stuff they've got on there they've got uh, full size Baker Mayfield replica uh, helmet that is uh, New York Jets sack exchange uh, Kenny Golladay from the Lions signed jersey and also uh, Rams tight end Tyler Higby signed jersey um, also make sure you head over to our guys at EP Sports if you want any EP Sports merch or if you're just looking for game, uh, game gear or NFL merch they've got loads of stuff on there um, uh, yeah, just one more thing for you, move on. While we're talking about EP Sports, um, I know especially in terms of the men's season, um, a lot of the tryouts and stuff for teams are going to be coming up next month. They'll be having open days, trial days, um, tier system, and if it allows. Um, I've seen quite a few starting to get pop up and get advertised a bit. Um, if you're interested in playing the sport, I definitely recommend looking up your local team and then you know, if you if you do like the sport, I definitely recommend getting on EP and, and grabbing some gear to get you going. Yeah, it's, it's a we, we've spoken with guys on the the NF, the Tafs meets interviews that tell them about how they got started. It's a really easy sport to get started. It's just a that little push of, of going that first session, but it's it's really really worth it. Look at that, guys. Um, thanks everyone for listening. Hope you had a, a great holidays. Um, we are not going to be recording until the new year, so. Hope everyone has a safe and great New Year's Eve. Uh, thank you all for listening. Uh, make sure you head over and check out EP Sports for all those NFL and equipment needs. Uh, that's it from us this week. Enjoy the last week of the regular season. Cheers. If anyone wants a betting tip for the MLB, the San Diego Padres are just signing everyone at the minute. They've signed Hugh Darvish and they've signed Snell bloke from Tampa Bay. It was great last year. They're going to win the World Series. If I could, literally, baseball, you could tell me fucking someone's gone somewhere. I'd be like, yep. <laughs> Apparently, Babe Ruth's going to have a good season as well.
this Jackie Robinson fellow is pretty good. 